Hello and welcome to the Grazia Fashion Podcast, Why I Wear It. This is my winter uniform, a Uniqlo merino polo neck and over the top I'm wearing one of our pinafores that my dress company makes. I'm your host, Laura Antonia Jordan, and I love talking about the thinking behind why we wear the clothes we do. So on this podcast, we do just that. Just to warn you, in this episode, you might hear a bit of banging and crashing in the background. Nothing dramatic. It's just traffic noise and builders outside. I'm so busy at the moment that I just think, like, I need to wear something that's really easy, something that's warm, something I can wear all day because I have so many different jobs. She's not wrong. Clara Francis is one of those women who makes you think, how does she get it all done? She's an actor, a jewellery maker, the co-founder of O Pioneers, which makes these beautiful dresses, and a mother. It's properly comfortable. That's a huge consideration for me now. I'm getting old. I never, ever cared when I was young, but now I'm old. I, I care very much about comfort. And also, it has two button options at the waist. So if you're feeling a little bit, like, bloated you can put it on the looser option. Clara really champions other women, and I am also lucky enough to call her a dear friend. In this episode, she talks so movingly about how the escapism of dressing and clothes helped her cope through an unimaginably dark time when her daughter Maud died. Thank you, Clara, for sharing so generously. Today, I am so thrilled to welcome Clara Francis. Clara, is it fair to say that you're a multi-hyphenate? I would say I am a polymath of the utmost, but a bit of a slacky polymath um, in that I'm not doing, I'm doing many things and I feel I'm doing every single one of them quite badly. I disagree. I I have many jobs, Uh, not by choice. It just seems to have happened that way. So can you just um, take us through what those jobs are? (laughs) Well, okay, so I'm an actor. That's what I, I I mean, that was always what I wanted to do when I was young. And I went to drama school and I worked as an actress for sort of most of my 20s. And then and then in my early 30s, didn't get very much work. And for many reasons, sort of knocked it on the head taught myself how to make jewellery. Actually, I forgot about that. That's another job. So I did that for many years. I started acting again about five years ago. Then on top of that, uh, my friend Tanya and I, we launched a business. We started off making just dresses. Uh, We're called O Pioneers. So there's that. What haven't I mentioned? I work for a charity on a Wednesday. That's the other one I work for a bereavement charity I lost my daughter my my middle daughter Maud died 10 years ago very suddenly when she was two and a half and I went to the group when she died um, and it absolutely was a lifeline for me and I always knew when I went when I went there in the early days of my grief that I one day wanted to do to work work for them and do the work that they gave me I wanted to give to somebody else that was newly bereaved so I trained as a facilitator and then on top of that I am a mum of two 
and uh, my husband's never here because he's an actor and he's away all the time. So he's been away for four months now. So I'm sort of doing it alone. Anyway, that's that's me. I feel I feel quite exhausted having said all that. <laughs> I feel lot, exhausted. Isn't it? <laughs> that's, lot, isn't it, Laura? that's the Too end much. of the episode. <laughs> Thanks so much, Clara. <laughs> I mean, O Pioneers is like, yeah. as you know, I'm a big fan and wow. I love the brand. It's this beautiful extension of your own style. It feels so Clara to me. Yeah, yeah. I guess, how would you describe it? I mean, sort of, it's kind of this slightly kind of prairie-ish dresses, but there is something I think a bit sexy to them, vintage fabrics. Yeah. Oh, it's... Well, it is a definite extension of, of, I think anyone that's ever met me would say it's, it's totally you. I have always, it's sort of annoying because it's so of the zeitgeist. What, we, what we're doing is so of the zeitgeist at the moment. And, and, and it's brilliant. I love that everybody is wearing floral dresses. But I would, I would say that I have always worn them. I like to have a sense of theatricality when I get dressed. I don't feel right if I just wear my jeans and a top. Yeah, I feel like there's this real, um, something we've talked about before, like there's this storytelling element to getting dressed for all of us, which is essentially about saying to people who you want to be and, mm. you know, how you want to be perceived. Um, so I think there's this kind of low level for, low level theatricality running in like how a lot of us get dressed you know i'm not sure mine's very low level though laura it's <laughs> quite high level but weirdly much less so now i'm older because i i do kind of feel I, I i sort of feel i'm at this funny age i've just turned 50 and i'm just this funny age where when you're young you can be completely sort of free in how you dress and when you're older, older than 50, you can be like, I, I, what's her name, Iris Apfel. She, she can sort of be as free as she likes, but there's this funny hinterland. And I think I'm in it where I'm not sure I can be as free as I would like to be. It could be because I've got young, youngish children and I don't want to embarrass them at the school gate. So I, I'm sort of mindful of that. Um, and also I'm always mindful that from the back, I don't want to look like a sort of young bonnie maiden and then <laughs> and then you turn around and there's a wizened old lady so i'm just like i'm just all these things are sort of i'm processing at the moment i'm just like can i wear it so i i feel i'm sort of dumbing myself down a little bit much more than i used to but having my own dress brand or our, our own dress brand tanya and i is the most liberating thing ever because i can make everything I've always wanted to make this is like this is extraordinary for me how do you feel about your taste sort of co coincidentally being in the zeitgeist as you mentioned I, I have to say it, it, it it's really weird it's it's sort of annoying because what it means is I am going to look dated at some point whereas I always kind of thought you know I've got my own thing going on but I I don't care. I love. I, I've seen. I've seen people walking down the street wearing our dresses, and I just think it is so incredible. And, and I love. I do love it. It was the same with dungarees. 
I used to scour the world for dungarees, and, and I did, but then all of a sudden, so I'd find all these incredible dungarees, and now then it was like, oh, I saw some dungarees in, in the window at Primark, I was like, it's over. That's a few times you've mentioned scouring, hunting things down. It's a bit like me looking for a date, Clara. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's my Achilles heel. Like, I, it, it, it's the equivalent of yours. <laughs> Are you, uh, would you say you're an obsessive shopper? I am. I'm not an obsessive shopper in that I buy a lot because I don't. But I am obsessive in that I, I don't see a lot that I like because I'm a real fuss pot. So when I do see something I like, I usually buy it in every colour. Uh, that goes for shoes as well and boots. Um, but I will see something and I will stalk it if I can't afford it. Um, so I'll just think, well, I can't have it now. OK, so there's a coat that I saw. It was, I think it was before I had my daughter, so that's like 15 years ago, okay, by this designer called Charles Anastasi, who I love. I think he now um, is um, head designer for Paul and Joe, because I stalk him. And uh, I saw this coat, and it, it really is the perfect coat. It, I've, I haven't even seen it in the flesh. I've just seen pictures of it. And I couldn't afford it. I wouldn't even be able to afford it now even then it was like a grand or 1500 pounds or something and i thought you know what i'll wait for it to go on to yooks and it came up on yooks this coat in my size there was one it was about 15 years ago and it was 500 pounds and i at the time didn't have 500 pounds to spend on this coat so i didn't buy it i i swear to god laura i think about this coat way too much of my life is spent thinking about this coat it, it's ridiculous and my friend Susie and I because we really we, we, she's sort of my style twin we do say that if we put as much energy into sourcing the the items of clothing that we never we never managed to get we didn't hunt down if we put that energy into something useful we could have changed the world like we think we could probably sort out the Middle Eastern peace problem single-handedly if we put the same amount of energy in as I have trying to find this coat. But you know, I said to someone yesterday, if I put as much, if I had as good taste in men as I have in clothes, <laughs> I'd be flying. Be, you would be on some yacht somewhere with a multi-multi-tech billionaire. Tech billionaire, but he's really like philanthropic nice as well. One. A nice one, yeah. Have you got an example of like an outfit you've worn where you really think you sort of nailed it? I don't know how good I am at nighttime looks. I think I, I couldn't give you one outfit, but I would say I've nailed my daytime look. I don't need to buy clothes ever again. I have no desire to buy clothes ever again. It's like I found my look. You know, I've never kind of followed fashion in a way. I love fashion and I love clothes, but I've never ever had that sort of burning desire to wear the latest. I must have these, this Gucci shoes or whatever. I just have never had that. So I kind of feel like I've spent my life nailing one look, which I wear every day <laughs> in different colors. You know, it's, it's, it's not a look so much as a shape. It's a shape. 
Would you not agree? What, the sort of nipped-in waist and a nipped slightly full skirt? Yeah. It is a sort of buttoned-up look. It's not as kind of tits-out. I've never been sort of tits-out-y. It's, conser- it's quite conservative. Okay, so what would you wear when you want to feel sexy or you're going on a date night? What? <laughs> I knew you'd say that. <laughs> joking. I haven't felt sexy since 1998. <laughs> I mean, um... I think you are sexy, Clara. Uh, Excuse me. And you're wearing a mini dress at your birthday. I, I, I don't... I, I don't... How would I dress? I, do you know what? It, it's so alien to me now. I can, I really do not ever think about I just don't think about it. I think there's this sort of promise when we shop about, like, the sort of... There's a certain sort of hope to clothes isn't yes, there like yes. oh yeah, yes this life, for that yes i feel like that about clothes you know when my daughter died uh, i mean i uh, was the worst time in in my life will there will be, never be a worse time in my life it, I, I i i'm not even going to begin to explain it but i i will say that my mum would come to london you know often and we'd go out and she'd sort of drag me out the house and we'd go up to hampstead and she would, we'd go into a shop and I'd have this sort of respite for like maybe five or 10 minutes. And I'm not, it was no more than that. It was about five or 10 minutes. And it was like, it, it was sort of just having, the promise of this thing is going to make everything all right. Of course it isn't. But just when, when you're in such deep grief, five minutes relief is enough. And I remember thinking, that was nice that I had that five minutes and um, sorry just made me think of that no and I think that when we're grieving and I met Clara the week that I lost someone very close so I know exactly when we met and actually there's some sort of relief in things that can be considered quite frivolous can take on an almost uh, a very poignant meaning Um, you know when you're sort of not okay now like even if it's just like you said earlier you were having a rubbish day do you have a sort of not i'm not okay uniform sort of is it like you know do you yeah it's totally like a night or a nice i've just discovered this brand called fawn have you have you seen their nighties oh my god so i got given one for my birthday and uh, it's just like, it's just the most beautiful cotton wafty sort of Victorian nighty thing. It's just beautiful. So I'll put that on and I'll just put a massive jumper on over the top and my fluffy slippers. And that is sort of heaven to me. So it's like comfort dressing. Total comfort, total, total comfort, yeah. Even when Moore died, you know, the, the year of grieving, you know, I mean, I'm always grieving. She died 10 years ago. But the first year, which was just unspeakably awful, even in that year, I always knew that I, if I just didn't dress up, a little bit like people felt in, during the pandemic year, I sort of experienced it when Moore died. If I didn't discipline myself to get up, have a shower, put on something nice, it was a spiral of despair. There's something about the, 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 the discipline and order of putting on something that makes me feel good about myself 
getting dressed, and I think you would agree, was so important to how we felt about ourselves. Uh, well, absolutely. How you feel mentally, and in that year when she died, I I always always got dressed. I never had days where I just keep my pajamas on for like four days on the trot and stay. I stay. I just I made myself. I didn't want to. I wanted to stay in my pajamas, but I I absolutely made myself do it because. I know for me that that is really important. Yeah, it's like this tenuous connection. It could be sort of flimsy, but it's still a connection to some sort of world beyond your own head, I think. It's a protection for me. My clothes have always been a protection for me. You know, I was bullied at school and um, I would sort of, you know, dress as a way, the way I dress, I think, was a way of sort of deflecting from what I thought was wrong with me. So I'm going to make myself be an, a person that cannot be bullied because I'm going to have this persona and, and I'm going to get that through the way I dress. And I think that's totally stuck. Who, who would you say you dress for? I mean, obviously we dress for ourselves, but... I really do please myself, but I do worry about my children and humiliating them. I don't want to, I don't want to look like, you know, mutton i know that jason my husband really loves my style but i don't i definitely don't dress for him i don't think i've ever dressed i don't i really don't think i've ever dressed for any man i've ever been with but jason did buy you some beautiful earrings for your birthday you've done a few red carpets yeah in in your time how do you find sort of dressing for those kind of occasions before I had O Pioneers, I found it really difficult, really, really difficult, because all the dresses that I loved and wanted to wear, I couldn't afford. So I would borrow stuff from friends who had fancy frocks. My friend Susie has amazing, amazing vintage. She's got lots of Aussie Clarks. She's got some Bieber, old Biebers. She's got really beautiful stuff. So I'd, I'd wear sort of vintage stuff, beg from my friends who work in fashion, if I could borrow something from them. Vista Village, uh, we, Jason and I went on uh, All Star Mystery and Mrs. One of the low points of my life. Uh, that's a story for another day, I'll tell you <laughs> another time. Uh, we didn't win, um, but I went to Vista Village and Jason bought me this beautiful Valentino dress, which I completely adore. And I wore that and I felt a million dollars. But now, because of O Pioneers, I can make myself my dream going out frock, sort of similar shape to the one I wear during the day, but in a silk or a, a silk or a sort of chiffon um, or a crepe. Yeah, it wasn't nice. I do remember the first time we had to go to like a, a red carpet thing, which was like 20 years ago. Oh, oh my God, there's photos somewhere of it, and I'm a right old mess. I mean, like a proper right old mess because I thought I had to dress a certain way because I was going to like a fancy red carpet thing. But then, then I realised, oh no, actually I don't really have to. I can still be me and go to these do's. As a final question that we ask all our guests, Clara, is why do clothes matter? Oh God, that's a huge question. Well, certainly for me, they pretty much kind of guided me through my life in many ways. And I do love that. And I feel a little bit sad that I, I now have a 
a, a dress brand or a, a fashion brand, but I just wish I'd had the confidence to do it when I was younger because in many ways I do just think that my love of clothes is, is so huge and always has been. My love of fashion and clothes and, you know, buying Vogue when I was young and fashion and clothes and dressing up and dressing myself has always been a huge escape for me and you know as i said in my darkest hour it, it you know it absolutely was respite for me and and even now weirdly scrolling through vintage or ebay or it, it, i do it to relax and i know other people that do it to relax as well like jason will scroll through exchange and mart i will scroll through ebay or and i do it really really calms me down my clothes and the way I dress have given me the confidence that I have now. I don't think I wear the clothes to give me the confidence now. I think I have the confidence because I wore the clothes and I know, and I very much know who I am. And very much who I am is the way I dress. Thanks so much to Clara Francis. Please rate, review and subscribe to Grazia Fashion Why I Wear It wherever you get your podcasts.